Hey everyone, welcome back to Find the Joy. I'm really excited about this episode and this topic, so we're not going to do an intro today and we're just going to dive right into it. I was going to continue on what I talked about last week, being obedient, being consistent, and then going on to talk about joy and contentment. Because I feel like when you name your podcast Find the Joy, you should probably talk about joy somewhere at some point. But this week has been exhausting when it comes to friends, specifically losing them, which is where I got the name Weed Em Out. So, let's talk about friends. Before I've heard the phrase, bad friends are like weeds, meaning that if you don't remove yourself from a toxic situation, it's going to start to affect the other parts of your life as well. I have an attachment problem. It's actually probably a lot worse than what I would like to admit. There are many times when I'll get myself into bad situations and then I can't remove myself because I'm so attached. I have had those weed friends. On the other side of things, I have had many groups of friends. And I'm not saying that to flatter myself. I'm saying that because I've played a lot of travel sports. I've played travel soccer, travel basketball, and travel softball. So those are three very different groups of friends. And I've also had friends that I just have at school. So over the course of just really the time I've been in high school and junior high, I've had tons of relationships and eventually, as we stop playing together, those relationships and those friendships just kind of fizzle out over time. So I'm either way too overbearing and I get attached way too easy, or all of my relationships and friendships just kind of fizzle out over time, leading me to say that I've never really had one best friend my whole life. And honestly, I'm realizing that that's okay because I've met some really good people and I've made some really good friendships and actually... There are people that I would call my best friends that I've only really been friends with for a little bit over a year. But I've also had some friends that I would be okay with if I could just completely block them out of my mind. But even those friends are worth something when it comes to the timeline of my life. It's always been frustrating to me that my friend group has never really stayed consistent. There was always a driving force that caused us to separate And I understand that now, that's just the way that life goes. And I guess I've always kind of felt like true friendships, real good friendships, aren't contracts. They're not something that you just sign up for and then when one little thing goes wrong, uh, we're not friends anymore. You can't just pack up and leave when it comes to a real good friendship, which leads me to say that good friendships are like a covenant. They're like an agreement that through thick and thin and no matter what we go through, I'm going to be here for you no matter what. And as I was trying to figure out what to say for this episode, I found scripture that literally backs that up. So I'm going to call this little piece right here, the Proverbs Guide to Friendship. (laughs) Because in scripture, specifically in Proverbs, there are little things that everyone should hear when they're struggling with their friendships. Proverbs 18.24 says this, One with many friends may be harmed, but there is a friend who stays closer than a brother. Proverbs 27.10 literally says, Do not abandon your friend. Those go hand in hand with the covenant not contract point that I'm trying to get across. And I think for me, out of those two scriptures, my biggest takeaway is that in Proverbs 18.24, it says that one with many friends may be harmed. 
And I feel as though in today's culture, our biggest focus is how many friends we have or how many followers we have on Instagram or how many likes we get on our posts or how many people, how many streaks we have on Snapchat. And all of those things are all just materialistic. Good friends are hard to find because people choose quantity over quality. So now we're going to go back to the Proverbs Guide of Friendship. In Proverbs 22, verses 24 and 25, it says, Don't make friends with an angry person, and don't be a companion of a a hot-tempered one, or you will learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. So, if you haven't seen it yet, I posted a video on my Instagram page about how you are what you consume. So, I know you guys have heard the phrase, you are what you eat. And I had a coach just this year tell me that it goes way deeper than that. You are what you consume. And when he said that, I laughed at him. I was like, that's the same thing. You are what you eat. You are what you consume. But he he made me realize quickly, and he taught me this, that it's way deeper than that. You are what you consume. And what you consume consists of literally everything. Yes, what you eat and what you drink, but also what you watch on TV what you read, what kind of music you listen to, and the biggest of all these is who you hang out with. It is literally human nature, I've done it, to adapt to who you hang out with, to slowly become those around you. Really, it's practically a survival mechanism because you want to fit in. So, I'm going to ask you this question. Who are you hanging out with? The Bible verse that I used in that video that I posted just a couple days ago was 1 Corinthians 10.31 and it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I like it because it talks about like what you consume. So whatever you consume, you should be doing it for the glory of God. Now, in this video, I asked myself this question, is what you consume bringing glory to God? How you live, how you talk, what you listen to, what you read, are you living to bring glory to God? Another question is, is who you're hanging out with bringing glory to God? How they carry themselves, what they're consuming, are the people you're surrounding yourself with bringing glory to God? Back to the statement I made about how you slowly become those who you hang out with. If your friends are bringing glory to God, they will push you to also bring glory to God. They will help you stay accountable in that and they will just be able to be there for you when you're struggling but on the opposite side of that if you have friends that aren't doing that who aren't living to bring glory to God they're going to drag you back and they're going to hold you back until eventually you're just you're not even thinking about what you're doing anymore and you're starting to consume those things that they're consuming and then you're just stuck in this pit and you're not bringing glory to God anymore. And this is really an ouch moment for me. So when I talk about this, I'm talking to myself. Like, I need to be better at this. And I've been praying to, for God to just kind of point me in a direction of a group of friends that is working and is living to bring glory to God just like I am. So now I'm going to bring this full circle. I'm a people pleaser. I like to act tough, like I'm invincible, but really, I am super soft. I'm also a person who has to understand every little thing that's going on, or else I drive myself crazy trying to figure it out. Actually, I drive 
all of my friends and my mom crazy because I like to talk about all of my feelings and I like to confront all of my feelings head on and people just hate that for some reason but I've lost friends this week no explanation no hey I'm upset with you nothing just they literally just disappeared and for a couple days I spent myself trying to figure out what I did wrong and the truth is I didn't do anything wrong my mom sent me an Instagram post the other day and somewhere in it was this verse Romans 8 28 and we know that for those who love God all things work together for good God intervened. Those friends that I lost that weeded themselves out of my life, they weren't going to boost me up. They weren't going to help me bring glory to God. So he intervened. So even though at the time it may have hurt, and it did, that hurt turns into growth. I don't have to be frustrated over losing friends anymore because I know that in everything, God has a plan for me and that in that plan, all things work together for good. And now I'm going to talk about this calling and just the way that God keeps showing up in my life and just communicating with me that I'm doing the right thing. As I was working on this, I was writing down the scripture I wanted to use and the verse of the day popped up on my Bible app and it was Proverbs 13 20. And literally, I'm going to put this picture in your head. I'm writing down in my notes and I'm literally writing Proverbs 13 20 and it pops up on my iPad and I'm like, holy crap, like that's not just a coincidence. That's God showing me that I'm moving in the right direction. Now back to that Romans 8.28 verse. It goes, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. And then it goes on and says, of those who loved God, who are called according to his purpose. And there's that word, that calling word or called word, As I get deeper and deeper into this and my relationship with Christ grows and grows, I'm starting to see those little detailed things that he reaches me with. This week, he reached me with scripture. Next week, it may be something completely different. I want to finish this with something that gives you something to look forward to. So as you attack this week, you can attack it and know that God is on your side and you can't lose. I like to read around the scriptures that I use so that I can kind of get some background on what's going on in that specific time frame. So as I was reading Romans 8.28, I stumbled upon verse 31. And before, right before verse 31, there's a subheading that literally says the believer's triumph. So I knew it had to be good. And verse 31 says this, what then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? And then it goes on in verse 32, and it says, He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Chapter 8 finishes with this, and every time I read it, I'm just in awe of the power and the glory behind this. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the Lord or from the love of God that is Christ Jesus our Lord. Carry that with you this week and literally every week after that because I know I will. There is literally nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. 
That's literally the greatest conclusion of all time. So I'm going to say it again. Nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to the second episode of Find a Joy Podcast. I'm so thankful for all of you that have decided to listen in. And if you haven't yet, make sure you listen to episode one. When God calls, pick up the phone. Thank you so much again. Talk to you later.